My guest today is Jim Carr, Canada's Minister of International Trade Diversification. He spent some time in Kamloops this week to talk trade with a number of local businesses. That's where we reach him today, Minister. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, it's my pleasure to chat with you. I understand this week you visited some BC businesses that are making use of Canada's trade agreement, but I'd like your thoughts on how well you think Canadian SMEs are leveraging our trade agreement with countries other than the U.S. at this point in time. Better and better all the time. Historically, we haven't done particularly well. Our relationships are long and deep with the United States, comfortable. We speak the same language. We go to some of the same universities. We work in the same factories and companies. So it's been very easy to do business where the language and the culture are common and where relationships are well-established. But just as Canada has come to the conclusion that diversifying our export markets is a good idea, small and medium-sized enterprises uh, are agreeing with us. So we are using the resources of the Trade Commissioner Service, now in 161 cities worldwide, and many more across Canada, to offer a free service to those industries that want to look at expanding the footprint of their business. And here in British Columbia, we have lots of uh, very good examples of companies who are doing just that. Uh, yesterday in Kamloops, we were at Kamloops Innovation, talked to Hummingbird Drones, uh, looking at the innovative ways that they are researching and implementing of fighting fires. Uh, they also have established a presence internationally and are looking for more. At the same time, uh, we're looking ahead generationally, and we were at the TRU and had a terrific hour with uh, students who were studying from around the world and TRU students who were studying around the world from here. So when you talk to people around the world and you ask them what's distinctive about Canada, uh, they will tell you it is our diversity, our open-door policy to talent, and that this is what distinguishes us at a time when many other nation-states are closing boundaries, when the rise of nationalism and populism is around us. But Canada is different, and it's expressing that difference not only through national policy as we sign important trade agreements around the world, uh, but also with our entrepreneurs. These are the wealth creators and with our academic institutions. So the country, I believe, is well aligned to take full advantage of what everybody else is doing and to talk about that and to offer the support of the government of Canada is the reason that we're having such an excellent visit to Kamloops and Kelowna. How critical are formal trade agreements to Canada meeting its goal of increasing non-U.S. exports by 50% by 2025? They're bridges that we build. They're architecture. And that's the job of governments. By lowering tariffs through formal trade agreements, in our case with the European Union and with the United States and Mexico through the new NAFTA, and then, of course, the CPTPP. Canada was one of the early ratifiers of a free trade agreement with Asian Pacific nations. But it doesn't amount to much, and the architecture is pretty sterile if you don't have goods and services and people crossing those bridges. 
And that's why a very important part of our strategy is to reach out to these companies, many of them in British Columbia, uh, to encourage them to take advantage of these lower tariffs uh, where their goods and services become more competitive and more attractive. So we haven't done particularly well historically. Evidence is we're doing better already, and we've got lots of room to grow. At this point in time, where would you say China fits into the government's trade diversification strategy? China is a very important country for us. It's the second largest economy in the world. So we're going through a tough time. Uh, and we have been going through a tough time for a number of months. Uh, I'm happy to see that we have proposed an ambassador to China who is a very distinguished Canadian with lots of experience in Asia, particularly in China. And I think Dominic Barton will represent our interests well. Uh, soon we'll also be looking at a new Chinese ambassador to Canada. But our strategy is to engage the Chinese where possible, but also to diversify our export markets. As you know, 40% of Canadian canola is exported to China. Well, sometimes you can get a bump along that road, and that's why it's important that we find other markets for our canola. So we went to Japan and South Korea with growers, members of the industry, with uh, trade ministers from across the West. And uh, I spent an awful lot of time on the phone with my counterparts and with importers from literally all around the world. So diversification of those markets is part of the long-term strategy. But meanwhile, uh, when our producers are suffering, uh, the government of Canada is there with them to make sure that uh, the blow is blunted. We know we'll get through this tough patch and we'll make sure that the government of Canada is there with our producers. That the United States is not a member of the CPTPP has, of course, been seen in many ways as an advantage to Canada. There's been yes. coverage this week of the agreement in principle between the U.S. and Japan, which does cover agriculture. And I'm curious how something like this could be a challenge for Canadian producers that have new and important access to Japan under this agreement but could now be facing additional competition from American producers. Take advantage of uh, the competitive reality of today. Canada was one of the first six nations to ratify the CPTPP, and that meant that we got two tariff cuts, one at the very end of last year, one at the beginning of this year, and our exporters have taken great advantage, and the goods that we are sending over to those countries has grown dramatically year over year because in part we have a competitive advantage over the United States. If the United States and Japan enter into a free trade agreement, that will change the environment, uh, but that's inevitable um, because nation states uh, far more than not understand that a rules-based trading order and free trade among nations is what creates prosperity. And within the CPTPP itself, those of us who have signed the agreement have made it clear that we would welcome others who are prepared to live up to the high standards of the agreement. So this is not static. Uh, things never stay the same for long. Uh, there will be different trade agreements signed by different nation states. And that's fair enough. Uh, we think that Canada produces what the world wants. 
We think that Canada's brand is high and highly respected, and we are prepared to compete with the best in the world. And in that vein, you know, there are other countries that are interested in signing on to the CPTPP, which would be followed by a negotiation process, giving Canadian businesses, in theory, some time to get ready to take advantage of those markets early. Does government have a strategy for helping businesses get prepared so they really can hit the ground running if they so choose on day one when other countries sign on? Yes, and the strategy is beefing up the Trade Commissioner Service, and we have significantly enhanced investment uh, in that free service to Canadians and also uh, Export uh, Canada uh, offers cost sharing for small and medium-sized enterprises who want to go to trade shows, who want to travel into foreign markets where they have no experience. Uh, So we will help them by splitting the costs of uh, preparing trade shows and getting there. Uh, The Trade Accelerator Program also has been substantially enhanced. So we're using a number of different programs and tools. We're making those available. I'm traveling across the country talking to businesses who either have not yet taken advantage of these resources from Canada uh, or have expressed an interest in knowing more about them. So yes, when there are other signatories to these agreements, We are ready on the spot to give good advice to these companies so that they can access those exports uh, through the expertise of people who know those countries well. I focus so much of my time on the CBTPP, but of course, government's looking at other areas around the world for trade diversification. What are some of those regions where we could potentially see a formal trade agreement down the road? We're negotiating with uh, ASEAN, the Southeast Asian nation. We're negotiating with the Pacific Alliance, uh, with the Mercosur nations of uh, South America. I think that we have underdeveloped trade relationships with Africa. So the potential is tremendous. And we should remember what our competitive advantage is. Uh, Canada is known as a nation that embraces diversity. Uh, with the important exception of our indigenous peoples, we've come from somewhere else and we've come within the last number of generations. Students are coming from around the world to study in Canada. More and more Canadian students will study abroad. And all of that means that we have a very good understanding of the richness of cultural diversity of the importance of maintaining multilateralism and very good relations with nation states, all the while promoting Canadian values. And those students who come together, Canada, have a very good understanding when they leave of what those values are. So I think Canada is well-positioned, maybe the best-positioned country in the world. For another reason, you know that uh, through all of these trade agreements, we now have 1.5 billion customers in our free trading zone, and that we are the only G7 nation to have a free trade agreement with the other six. So Canada uh, is uniquely positioned in the world uh, to attract foreign investment, to lead in the establishment of the world-based trading order. You may know that we are leading a group of nations looking to reform the World Trade Organization. Why Canada? Uh, 
because Canada enjoys that status in the world, because like-minded nations agree with us that these rules and these values all lead to greater prosperity for all of us. What's trade about, after all? What does it mean? Why is it important for Canadians that we're signing these trade deals? And why is it important for Canadians that we're taking advantage of them? Because it creates prosperity. It creates jobs for Canadians in our neighborhoods, in neighborhoods in Kamloops and in Kelowna. That's why. And we can never lose that link between why it's important to trade and what it means for our communities and for middle-class Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Mr. Carr, a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's Canada's Minister of International Trade Diversification, Jim Carr. 